Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Even If podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lowe, and of course, I'm so glad that you are here. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. And if you have been listening for a while, then I sure am glad you're back. Uh, this summer, we are spending a little time doing something a little different. We're, we're talking about conversation starters this summer, and I'm sharing some of my stories from my childhood and my youth, and then giving us a place to begin having a conversation with either our small groups or in the car with our kids on road trips on the way to swim lessons. Speaking of swim lessons, my friend is listening to these podcasts while she's taking her kiddos to swim lessons and then they're having conversations. So that was fun to hear. I've heard from a couple of you on how y'all are listening to them and who you're sharing them with, but I would love to hear where you're listening to them and where you're sharing them and, and how they're helping you in the conversations that they are starting. So today's story is a one about my grandmother. And if you did not know my grandmother, her name was Virginia Graft. Uh, she was quite the firecracker of a woman, and I can't wait to share some stuff about her and what the Lord showed me about that relationship. So as we get started, I did want to give a special shout out to all those dads out there. You know, Sunday was Father's Day, and I don't know about you, but I am so ridiculously grateful for the earthly dads in my life. They are some of the best men I know from my dad and my father-in-law and my own husband. I totally hit the jackpot. So to you guys who were listening, I just wanted to wish those of you who are dads a happy Father's Day just a little bit late, but just let you know that we are so grateful for your leadership and the godly men that you are. And we need you men in our life, even though sometimes we kick and scream that we need it. I sure am grateful for, for all of you. So shout out to all my dads out there that are listening. Without further ado, Let's dive in. So today's story, we're talking about my grandmother. And like I said earlier, if you didn't know my grandmother, her name was Virginia, and Virginia was, I would say, quintessential Southern woman. You know, she was born in the 20s and she married a World War II vet. Actually, they married right before he left for the war. And she grew up in the 20s and 30s and 40s. And then they had kids in the 50s. And my Nana was that woman who was just larger than life. And, and I don't have any other way to describe her than to say that. There was a joy in my Nana that I don't see in other people's eyes very often. And it's not that I don't see joyful people. It's just that there was a twinkle in her eye. And if you've ever seen somebody that just kind of has, whenever they smile, they smile with like their whole face and their cheeks and in their eyes, they smile with their eyes. And there was like this light in, in her eyes. And we moved around quite a bit when I was growing up. So that's part of my childhood. But in those summers, often we were never more than, you know, an hour or two away from my grandmother's house. And so my grandmother lived in Graham, Texas, and that was always just kind of a central place right around where the little towns where we were living. And it wasn't very far from Abilene either. And so 
my mom and dad would let me go see my grandmother every summer. And when I was thinking about her, I realized that my Nana's house in a lot of ways was home to me because we moved quite a bit. You know, she never moved. They bought that house whenever their kids were little. And I mean, they lived literally one house. And so it's a little three bedroom, one and a half bath house. And it was home. She meant a lot to me. I have not cried about this since I started working on this episode. I have not gotten emotional about it. I've been so excited to talk about her. And even thinking about being in her house kind of kind of catches my breath, which is exactly why I'm doing this episode today. Because when I was at her house and in her home and with her, I felt like I was safe. I felt like I was accepted. You know, my Nana was that woman that she was a smoker, of course, because back in that generation, they all smoked. So she smelled like Pall Mall and Estee Lauder. And she always had on bright pink lipstick, this Revlon lipstick that if I can ever find that color again, I will buy it because she was pantsuits. I remember she would go to like Dunlaps in Abilene and buy those Alfred Dunner pantsuits. And she was put together. She'd have the Today Show on, a cigarette lit, and she'd be sitting at her kitchen table because that's where the best light was, as she would say. She had this little round green edged mirror that she would hold and she'd put her face on every morning And while I ate cereal at the breakfast table with her and we would plan our day and my Nana was that woman who it wasn't this extravagant love. It wasn't expensive and fancy stuff. She had this little Mickey Mouse sprinkler that she attached to the water hose and she'd let me run around in the backyard, you know, run through the sprinklers. I mean, oh my gosh, me and my cousins and my brother did that. I don't know how many years when we were too old to be doing it. We were still running through the sprinklers in her backyard. And there was something safe about that place. And it was snow cones in the afternoon. And this is going to sound so gross. But one of my most vivid memories that time with my grandmother was I loved those uh, cheese hot dogs, you know, like like those Oscar Mayer wieners that have like cheese in them, and she would boil them, and then she would make me buttered lima beans, and I would have cheese hot dogs and lima beans every time I went to her house. It was like ritual. I mean, like at this point in my life, lima beans are not like my favorite thing, and I don't ever buy the cheese ones because there's no telling what's in those now, but that was the memory. It was fireflies. It was in mason jars. I kid you not, every night where she lived in her backyard, there would be fireflies everywhere. And so we'd go catch them and and put them in mason jars and poke holes in the lid. And then they were our nightlight every night. And she kept a box of Barbie dolls in her closet for me and my cousins to play with. And She was the resident photographer, and so she had all of the photo albums, and I loved to go through her photo albums because she had traveled extensively. She had been, uh, you know, in Europe a couple of times, and 
She loved Jamaica and she loved going to Acapulco. And I've never been to Acapulco, but I want to go sometime because she loved it there. And I think I get my love for travel from her because I saw those pictures of her and her friends and uh, them going places. And so my Nana was that person in my life that when I was there, I always felt I was accepted and I was enough. And anytime I was with her, I never worried about how she saw me. I just knew she loved me. I knew that she loved me unconditionally. I did nothing wrong. I can count on one hand the number of times I got in trouble at Nana and Papa's house. And unless you worry, my Papa was a good man too, but he had about the patience of a gnat. And so when I came around, most of the time, he found his way to a local fishing hole or the golf course, and then he would come home in the afternoons. Papa was just a, a World War II vet. He was just such a good man. But Nana and I spent daylight till dusk together. I think because probably moving around quite a bit when we were younger, I was just a really insecure kid. But at the same time, back then, I never felt that way when I was with her. And they call it agape love. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase. Uh, if you've ever been in church, you might have heard them talk about the different types of love. There's love between like husband and wife. And then there's love like brotherly friendship love. And there's the love of like a parent child love. But then there's this love called agape love. And love that is agape, it is selfless. It is not selfish at all. And when I was thinking about this story about my Nana's house and spending summers with her, which is perfect timing, by the way, late June, some of you may be taking your kids to their Nana's house for the summer. But when I was thinking about this story and about my Nana and just my time there and all the crazy things I'd got to do, and she just loved me. I mean, like crazy loved me. And like poured out love on me when I was with her. It was this place of complete acceptance. And when I was thinking about this story, the thing that came to mind was how much the Lord loves us like that. So when I was in high school and I heard that word and I began to understand what agape love looks like and how it's that sacrificial love, my mind went to my grandmother because she on this earth had been that earthly representation for me when I was a young person. And as I began to learn about agape love, what I realized is that it's love that it has no selfish motives. It loves because it's love. It's pure and it heals us. And it is the way that the Lord loves us. And I think if we could ever catch a glimpse of how much the Lord loves us, you know, we see it, maybe you've seen it here on earth with somebody in your life that just has loved you really, really well. It's someone who just loves you so sacrificially. And when you see that on earth, what you also get is you get a glimpse of it in the heavenly realm. But what we see on earth is nothing compared to how much he loves us. And 
the conversation, what I would love for you to talk about, talk amongst yourselves, as the church lady on Saturday Night Live would say, is do you believe that the Lord loves you? Most of us who have come to saving faith do believe that. Some of us, though, I think there is still this part of us that thinks that we've got to earn that love, that we have to somehow work for the love for him to love us. And that's just not true. I love it's in Second Peter 3, 9, where it says the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but he's patient with us, not wishing for any of us to perish and that we would all come to repentance. In other words, that we would all come to know him. One of the most impressive ways I see love demonstrated to myself, to other people, is in the amount of patience. The amount of patience the Lord has for us is such an indicator of the love he has for us. Because I am a mom, and mamas tend to want things done like right now. When I say go take out the trash, I don't mean like three hours after you finish your Minecraft game. I mean like, I want you to go take out the trash right now. And when you don't show up to go take out the trash within about, you know, a minute, I'm usually like, dude, get your buns up and go take out the trash. I'm not that patient. And I'm not patient in a lot of things. I know this. I'm working on it. But the Lord is patient with us. And that patience to me is such a demonstration of how much he loves us. He's also demonstrated how much he loves us by Jesus. And I know that that sounds like a Sunday school answer, and I'm not trying to play Sunday school with you, but you don't sacrifice your only son for people you don't have an immense amount of love for. He did literally anything to reconcile us to him and to bridge the gap between sin and salvation. And there is no greater love than that to do that. So when you think about how the Lord loves you, I think if we could just catch just the tiniest glimpse, there's a verse in Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet, it's in 6, 5. He says, woe to me. I am a man of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And I think that that would be our reaction if we could ever truly see how much compassion and how much affection he looks down from heaven on us with. I'm going to say that again. I don't think we have any idea how much compassion and love he looks down on heaven at us, how he sees us, how he feels toward us. And I love that in the way that the Lord created mankind, that he set us up with the ability to love other people and to love each other. Because I think loving each other is the way that we first get a glimpse of how he loves us. When we are loved well by other people, we get a glimpse of how he loves us and what that love really looks like. And for me, it was with my grandmother. She was home. She was joy and she was compassion and she was safe. 
There was always safety there. And he gave me her to show me just a small, tiny glimpse of what he was offering me. And I know as much as she loved me, he loves me immensely more. But I'm so grateful for those summer days. And so in this conversation today, we've talked about someone who loved me very well in my early years. And now I want you to think about who it is who has loved you well and who has shown you that. So as we wrap up, that is your assignment today is to share about who has loved you well. And then let's start this conversation about what do we think of whenever we think of agape love and how do we see the Lord uh, show up in that way in your life? So that is it for today. I am so very glad you've joined us. And if this episode is a blessing to you, I'd love for you to share it with a friend. If you haven't rated, reviewed us on Apple or Spotify, I sure would be grateful for that. If you haven't already subscribed to the newsletter, we have a newsletter available. You can subscribe to it at evenifpodcast.com. And what I do is once a week, I email out uh, just a little snippet about something from this week's episode, just some thoughts. Usually what happens is after an episode, I start thinking about all the things I wish I had told you. And so usually I'll share a little bit more about my thoughts from the episode and just the things that the Lord has shown me that I didn't record. And then the other is if you haven't subscribed to this podcast itself, please subscribe. So that way you don't ever miss an episode. Thank you guys so much for being here today. You guys are a joy to me. I hope your travels or wherever you are are enjoyable and that if you are not traveling this summer, I hope you are just enjoying the sunshine and you're able to take a walk today or just get outside and enjoy some of the goodness of this beautiful summer weather. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Thanks for being here. Good Lord willing, I will see you next week.